0: morning give him a shout of hallelujah and for those that are tuning in right where you are say hallelujah we want to remind you about the holy spirit this morning and tell you that the same spirit that lives on the inside of you was the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead so clap your hands with us and help us sing it hey that same spirit sing that raised Jesus. It raised him from the dead. From the dead. on the inside. That raised Jesus. It raised him from the dead. Lives on inside. Give me your body. Fill he he me to overflowing. Give me authority. Baptize me. That same yeah. Spirit. That raised Jesus. Raise him from the dead, dead. lives on the inside of you, that same spirit, darling, that raised from the dead, lives on the inside, quickening your mind of you to overflow. It gave me authority and power. Baptize me, say spirit of body, spirit of truth. He's the Comforter, Innocentor, living, living Water, and He goes, Spirit, spirit deep, of God and God, Spirit of Truth, spirit of truth the Comforter, Innocentor, Living Water, living water flow that, flow. that same, spirit same Spirit that raised Jesus, and raised Jesus, it raised Him from the dead, from and it lives on the inside, it
1: talking about the, the Holy
0: spirit, the spirit, the raised spirit that raises Jesus, Jesus from the dead, from the dead. From the lives dead. on the inside, what have I? I've been to the overthrow. Gave me authority and power. That's me. Spirit of God, He's the Spirit of truth and comforter. And a texture, living water. Knowing me, Spirit of God, He's the Spirit of truth. He's, the of truth he's the comforter. a comforter, living water. And a texture, that's saying, Spirit of same spirit, it lives, that that same spirit, same spirit it, it lives on the inside, on inside. inside of you i remind they, today, the you today that the that, same spirit, that same spirit that same spirit it lives on the inside tell somebody the same spirit remind them today speak over them today lives on the inside that same spirit that same spirit that same spirit it lives on the inside Say, I've got that spirit. I've got that spirit. I've got that
2: spirit.
0: It lives on the inside.
2: Say, I've got the
0: spirit. I've got that spirit in it. I've got that spirit. And it lives on the inside. Tell somebody, you got that spirit. You got that spirit. You got that spirit. And it lives on the inside. I speak to you and say you got it. You got that spirit, you got that spirit, live to the inside. You got that fire, that Holy Ghost fire, that Holy Ghost fire, that Holy Ghost fire, and it burns up trenches, and it burns up trenches that are set by the enemy, that Holy Ghost fire, you got that power. To mountains, that Holy Ghost power to say, Mountain be moved, that Holy Ghost power, that Holy Ghost power to lay hands on the sender and watch them recover, that Holy Ghost power, that Holy Ghost power to speak the situation, that Holy Ghost power, and watch them walk. away, that Holy Ghost power, that same spirit. If you know you have the spirit that lives on the inside of you, open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and bless him. And we want that whole same spirit to rest, ruling about in this place and just move.
3: Nothing worse becomes free and my shame is over
1: Praise the Lord. Let me thank God for our worship team this morning. We are so grateful for your ministry. I want to welcome all of you to the house of the Lord. We are grateful that you have chosen to be in church today. We also welcome those of you that are live streaming with us. Whether you're local or statewide or national or international, we thank God for you and we hope that something will be said or done today that will increase your faith in the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bible with you, will you please open it to the book of St. John let me invite you to stand with me in reference to the word of God. So glad to see all of the ministers of the gospel here. We appreciate you. Thank you for your ministry. The gospel of St. John chapter 16 verse 13 thanks to those of you that came for prayer this morning. Let me remind all of us every Sunday, the first hour from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. we spend it before the Lord. Don't just send a request for prayer. Do like the woman with the issue of blood. Go and pray yourself. Be a part of prayer. That's to let the devil know you're not going to take it no more. And if you have no devil to fight, just come and thank God for all the blessings. The book is St. John. Chapter 16, verse number 13. The Bible says, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, is what he will speak. That shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Remain standing as we pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another day's journey. Thank you that we are in the land of the living. Your word said, if we decree a thing, it shall be established. Today, by faith and in agreement with one another, we decree and declare good health. All over this building, we decree and declare good health shall be our portion. We bind every forces of sickness, every forces of infirmity. You shall have no place in this house. By His right, we are healed. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We invite you to take the lead in our worship experience today. Bless the preaching and the teaching of your word. Help our hearing. Help our understanding. Glorify yourself in this house. Lord, we speak to every needs. Whether it's small or great, we are grateful that our God is able to meet all needs. Like Apostle Paul, I decree and declare, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. It is so, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today I want to begin a series of teachings and preaching. On the Holy Spirit. In times like this, I hear the Lord say, tell the people of God about me. So today we begin that series, and our subject for discussion is titled, Who is the Holy Spirit? I'm sure every now and then you run into people that says, I want to introduce somebody to you. And today my assignment is to introduce the Holy Spirit to every one of us here and to everyone that's listening on radio, on television, or live streaming with us this morning. Who is the Holy Spirit? let me suggest to you that you need to get to know him. I will never introduce anyone to you that will hurt you. I love you enough to make sure when I introduce somebody to you, he is someone that will bless you. He is someone that will lead you to your destiny. He is somebody that can increase you more and more. So let me encourage you to pay close attention. Permit me to give you a background to this series of teaching on the Holy Spirit. You know as well as I do that Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God Created heaven and earth. Am I right about it? And then, after he created heaven and earth, he made the man and the woman, Mr. Adam and his wife, Eve. He made them and he put them in the garden. So we started a dispensation called that of Adam. And you remember as well as I do how Adam and Eve stumbled and failed. And then God tried to improve the situation, so he decided to clean the whole earth with the flood. And then he, he brought on a gentleman by the name Noah, who was saved in the ark. Am I still in the book? The Bible is not difficult to understand. Then thereafter, you see how we got to a gentleman by the name Abraham. God is constantly looking for somebody to carry the torch. The reason why we need Noah was because Adam failed. The reason why we need Abraham is because Noah failed. So you see God trying to try again, trying to look for somebody. And then after Abraham, we have Isaac. After Isaac, we have Jacob. And if you follow the, the story and the history of the Jews, after Jacob, you remember, Mr. Jacob had 12 children. And we often refer to them as 12 tribes of Israel. And then, somewhere along the way, uh, they all end up in Egypt. Because the 12 sold one of their brother as slave to Egypt. That brother is Joseph. And you remember, there was famine. And God was blessing Joseph in Egypt, so all of them moved to Egypt. And they were doing good initially, but there was a Pharaoh that came after Joseph that made them slaves. And now they find themselves as slaves in Egypt. And after many years, 400 plus years, the Lord delivered them. And they find themselves, leaving Egypt, guess what? God raised up another man by the name Moses to lead them to their promised land. So we had what we call Exodus from Egypt and the people of God now, they're heading to their promised land. And then you remember how God was trying to fix the situation and he gave them Ten Commandments. He said, if you guys can just keep these Ten Commandments, things will work out. And then, of course, you know they broke the commandments, and eventually Moses died, and then we have Joshua. And then, eventually, Joshua died. Then we have judges, six different judges. Eventually, they all died. Then we begin to have the kings because the people say, no, we're tired of all these preachers. We want a king. We want to be like other nations. And you will recall the first king was Mr. Saul. After King Saul, then we have King David. The Bible is really not difficult. You can literally follow it and see The chain, how one thing leads to the other. After King David was King Solomon. And then after King Solomon was a gentleman by the name Rehoboam. And Rehoboam fooled around and got the country divided into two. Now we have northern Israel and we have southern Israel. The capital of northern Israel was in Samaria. The capital of southern Israel was in Jerusalem. And ladies and gentlemen, then there were a series of prophets. God was sending different people to make sure he keeps the people of God on track, in line. And then after a while, since the people are so far gone and so messed up, for hundreds of years, God was silent. And then God, in his grace and mercy, decided to send our Savior in the person of Jesus Christ. Now you see how, from the creation, how we go to Jesus. And the Bible says Jesus went about preaching, and teaching, and of course, he was healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Then you would think things would get better, but no, the ramen up and they killed him. You would think the person that is feeding you, that is healing you, that is teaching you about God, You want to preserve that person. No, they killed him. But before Jesus died, we came to the book of John, chapter 16, which I read to you today. And Jesus told his disciples, he said, John chapter 16, verse 7, he said to his disciples, let me tell you the truth. Well, what is the truth, Jesus? He said to them, it's important that I go away. If I don't go away, the comforter will not come. But if you understand that I need to go away, when I go away, I promise you I will send him So who is this comforter? Who is this Holy Spirit that Jesus is saying he's coming? Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are in theology, especially you ministers here, you need to know the study of the Holy Spirit is what we call nematology. That word nematology simply means wind, or breath, or spirit. But a lot of people misunderstand that when we talk about the Holy Spirit as wind, as breath, as spirit. So the thing is some kind of some kind of force out there. Something that would just come upon. But really, the Holy Spirit is a person. Just like I'm looking at you now. You see, people will often call my daughter Jesse, Jesse is the last born, but a lot of people believe Jesse is so close to me, they will, they will call her the heart of his fa- of our father. But that don't mean that Jesse is a heart. Right. Yes, Jesse is a human being. Yes, oh, yes, He's a person. Denial, you can shake her hand. No, no. You can. You can see I run, you can see I laugh, you can see I make jokes. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. Just because we describe him as a dove, that don't mean it's a bird flying around. Just because we call him wing, or we call him breath. That's just a description. You need to get it in your spirit that the Holy Spirit is a person. And again, you see in the text I just read to you today, John chapter sixteen, verse thirteen, the Bible could not be clearer as to who we are talking about. He says, "Howbeit when." He, Does that sound like a wind? Does that sound like a a breath or some kind of force out there? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you. Can you read? He will guide you and me unto all truth. For he... Shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. So you can see six times. Sometimes I wonder. Where are people's minds are. Why is it so difficult to comprehend something so simple? And yet when you hear a lot of singing, they will talk about the Holy Spirit as an eat if it comes. There is no scripture to suggest all those religious misunderstandings. So the first thing I want you to get in your spirit, when I ask the question, who is the Holy Spirit? You need to know he is a person. And you're going to meet him today. That's why the Lord sent me here. Please take note that in many churches, he is unknown. Take note that in many churches, he's unwanted. Every time he show up, they cut it off. They say, sir, you're not welcome here. He might show up in our singing. He might show up in our prayer. He might show up in our worship. And then somebody will say, oh, no, we don't, we don't want that message. And in many churches, he is being misunderstood. I've been to places and everybody just shaking, shaking, shaking. And they said, that's the Holy Spirit. And, I, and it was my time to preach. I said, you all need to calm down. So, the Holy Spirit, he is not a dove, he is not wind, he is not breath. Those are descriptions of his activities. He is the word that the Bible describes as the Holy Spirit. In this series, we're going to learn about his person. We're going to learn about his position, and we're going to learn about his role, his person, his position, his role. Let's start out by learning about his person. Ladies and gentlemen, Romans chapter 8, verse 27 says, He has his own mind, just like you have a mind. The book of John, chapter 16, verse 13, says he can speak. Not only does he have mind, he speaks, just like I'm speaking to you now. The book of John, chapter 14, verse 26, says he can teach. Bible says he will teach you all things. He has a mind. He speaks. He teaches. In the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 23, the Bible says he can testify. You know, from time to time, churches will have testimonial service. The Holy Spirit can testify. In John chapter 15, verse 26, the Bible says, he bear witness. If you ever go to the courthouse, you see witnesses. Ladies and gentlemen, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 63, verse 10, he says, he can be grieved. In other words, he has feelings. Just like you have feelings. Has people ever hurt your feeling, You bet you. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. And unfortunately, many churches, they do just that. Many individuals, they grieve him. And wherever he's not welcome, he will walk out. We're trying to learn about his person. In Acts chapter 5, verse 3, we see that he can be lied to. And you'd be amazed how many people lie to the Holy Spirit. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? They came and the preacher, when they brought only a portion of what belongs to them, it it was time to give. The preacher discerning the preacher said to them, Why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? He can be lied to, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm saying to you, the Holy Spirit is not it. As religion, we want to rob you of understanding. The Holy Spirit is a person. What about his position? You need to know, according to Scripture, he is one of the Godheads. You probably have heard the term God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So it's one of those three. It's the same God that manifests himself in flesh and manifests himself in spirit. Acts chapter 5 verse 3 again, you see I told you the preacher said to Mr. and Mrs. Ananias, you lied to the Holy Spirit. And in verse 4 of that same chapter 5, Acts chapter 5 verse number 4, again he said, you have not lied to men, you have lied to God. So he referred to the Holy Spirit as God. First he told them, you lied to the Holy Spirit. And the next phrase said, you've not lied to men. Don't think you fool me as a preacher. You've lied to God. The Holy Spirit is God. In Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Many of you Baptists, you understand this very well. How Jesus said, Go make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Again, you see him there. He is one of the Godhead. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, you will go to church many times. And when it's time to do benediction, the preacher will say the grace of our Lord and Savior. You see, they're talking about Jesus Christ. Then they will go on to say the love of God. They're talking about the Father. Yes. Then they will say, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, all three of them, is has been referenced. Who? Is the Holy Spirit. The best way to understand him is what I describe as Jesus Unlimited. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Lord without any limit. And that is why you need to know him. I need to know him. All of us here need to know him. So what is his role? Brother Pastor, if you want me to know him, ladies and gentlemen, you need to know that God operates in order, in system. Actually, you need to be operating in order, in a system. In my house, we have a system in place. In your house, You have a system. Every now and then, people will ask me, what is the structure of this church? And I will tell them, (laughs) the structure is so obvious, unless you close your eyes, you can't see it. Everywhere you go, there is a structure. It may not be a good structure, but there is a structure. Like in my house, for example, believe it or not, I don't pay any bills. I don't say that to put myself down. My job is to make money. Elizabeth's job is to pay all the bills. She's better in handling money than I do. I don't. I. I don't remember the last time I pay a bill in my life. The day I met her, and I noticed that she's. She's better than me in this area in handling finance. So that's your job. So every family has a system, has a role. There's a role for the mother. There's a role for the daddy. There's a role for the husband. There's a role for the wife. You don't even need to be fighting each other. You just need to know who does what. I'm trying to help somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible is full of evidence. You remember during creation. The Bible said in the beginning God created heaven and earth. That's Genesis 1 and 1. But verse number 2, Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, they said the earth was without form. There was darkness in the midst of the deep. It was chaotic. And the Bible said that spirit, this Holy Spirit, he moved. Now you begin to see his role. Nothing was made without him moving. Pastors, your church cannot grow without the Holy Spirit. Ministers, listen to your pastor. I'm taking my time to bless every one of you. Parents, your children cannot prosper without the Holy Spirit. Until the Holy Spirit moves in your life, nothing. The Bible says, except the Lord build the house, everyone that labors, labors in vain. When the Spirit moved, not until the Spirit moved, that God began to really take action. After the Spirit moved, then God said, let there be. Let there be light. Let there be firmament. And everything God said thereafter, it happens. What is the role of the Holy Spirit? You will see him again when Mary was about to give birth. And Mary said, how am I going to be pregnant without a man? And then they said, here comes the Holy Spirit again. The angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Again, you see the Holy Spirit, I'm trying to show you his role. He's always in action. We're just not paying attention or we have no understanding of who he is. But for the Holy Spirit, Mary could not be pregnant impossible we see his role again during the baptism of Jesus Christ Jesus was an ordinary man until God anointed him he went down in the water the Bible says as he come out the Holy Spirit The same Holy Spirit. You need to know his role. He has a role in your life. He has a role in my life. He has a role in the life of this church. He has a role in the life of this city. He has a role in the life of this state. He has a role in the life of this nation. Until we get hold of him, nothing will work. It said the spirit, like a dove, came upon him. And immediately the heavens were open. And then they heard a voice. This is my man. <laughs> this is him. In who I'm well pleased. What is the role of the Holy Spirit? Again, you see him in the upper room. After Jesus had been crucified, after Jesus resurrected and ascended into heaven, he told all those disciples, he said, please, let me tell you something. You don't stand a chance in ministry. Don't preach to nobody. You can get a big Bible, put a big uh, gold cross on your neck. The devil will slaughter you. Go to Jerusalem. Find you a room and wait for Mr. Holy Spirit. Without him, you don't stand a chance. Ladies and gentlemen, you see him when he showed up. Everybody was filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm saying to you, God has a system. God the Father has a role. God the Son has a role. God the Holy Spirit has a role. See, for example, if you study the Word of God very carefully, many times the Father does the decree, the speaking, and the Son does the execution. Jesus is the one that gets the job done, and the Holy Spirit is the one that fuels, the powered. See. I I drive an SUV, Cadillac Escalade, with big extension. That machine will go nowhere without the fuel. As big and fancy as it looks, cannot move an inch without fuel. Ladies and gentlemen, the Father decrees it, the Son executed, it, the Holy Spirit empowered it. Even during your healing, during my healing, the Father wills it, the Son does it, the Holy Spirit manifests it. Everybody has their own role. And you got to understand, how you need to know your own role in the church, in your home, in the community. There are many things that go on in this town that I don't get involved. That's not my role. One of my pastors, Pastor uh, Jovian, preached several years ago. He said, run in your own lane. So the Holy Spirit has his own lane. Jesus, the son, has his own name. God, the father, has his own name. Imagine a building, because we build a lot of new buildings in this church, you know. See God, the father, as the designer. See, this building don't come about until somebody first designed it. God the Son is the contractor that will build it. But the contractor has nothing to build until God the Father designed what to build. The Holy Spirit is who put the finishing touch to it. After the building is up, somebody got to come and put the the, the lights and put the speakers and put the paint and put the chandelier. He, he finished it. Until that is done, you don't have a building. <laughs> I like that. He said, you got a shell. Even during our redemption, ladies and gentlemen, when we were all messed up, God thought about our redemption. Jesus Christ bought the redemption and the Holy Spirit is now teaching us about the redemption with God. The Father thought about it. The Son bought it. The Holy Spirit thought it. Everybody got a role. Ladies and gentlemen, who is this Holy Spirit? John said a long time ago, I baptize you. With water. And I do this for your repentance. He said, but don't stop there. Somebody is coming after me. Whose sign I cannot even carry. He will baptize you. With the Holy Spirit. And fire. Who is the Holy Spirit? Jesus said concerning him, I tell you, when he was getting ready to leave, he said, I'm out. But I will not leave you comfortless. Then he said, it's important that I go away. If I don't go, he will not come. But when I leave, be assured I'm going to send him to you. So we know, ladies and gentlemen, We know that he is a person. We also know from the word of God that he was coming. And then we also know from the scripture that in that upper room, there were 120 people and he did show up. The Holy Spirit showed up and all of them were filled. But guess what the secret is? They waited for him. Many of us don't have the Holy Spirit because we don't even have the common sense to wait for him. I never will forget it one day. I was, I was down in Africa and somebody it's not uncommon to be honest with you I say this with utmost humility before I wake up in the morning people will line up in front of my house they need help and so they will come one by one where well, my child is in school can you help me I say okay here's the money another one will come where my my husband is sick I want to go to the hospital I cannot afford it so they that's that's the routine. Sometimes, I mean, it's so bad that I have to put a, a gate man. I fence my house around and put a gate man. And so you you have to first deal with him and then he will he will what your call that he will call me to say, Mr. So 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 is here. Should I let him in? Where one day somebody was waiting for me, and I, I slept a little long. But I noticed something about this man. He stayed right there. He refused to leave. Where well, they say they say our guy is sleeping today. Our guy mean uh, I don't want to say the English version. That's what you all call massa. He said he's sleeping. He can see you today. This must stay. He said, if I have to stay here 24 hours. When I did get up, when I found out that he's been waiting all these hours, see it don't matter what he wanted. It's done. What qualify him for the blessing? He He had enough sense, America, why are you rushing? You can't even stay in church one hour to worship God. You can't even stay on your knees ten minutes to pray. We can't get you to focus on God just for five minutes your mind is wandering all the place. They that wait upon the Lord. Am I still in the book? They will renew their strength. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, please take note. No one has monopoly on the person of the Holy Spirit. That's another foolishness that's going on. Some people will go around and say, no, only the Pentecostal got it. How stupid. That is. Some will say, only the Koji got it. Oh, pastor, i got to go visit the Koji so I can experience the Holy Spirit. And I'm looking at him and say, Jesus, help me. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit will manifest himself. He will find himself. You can find him among the Pentecostals. You can find him among the Baptists. You can find him among the Methodists. You can find him among Koji. I mean, wherever he's welcome, he will show up. In fact, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is with every believer. Not only is he with every believer, he will fill you if you let him. He also moves in the midst of congregation. He will even slay you in the spirit if you let him. On the side note, the power of the Holy Spirit is the most important power on earth. You know the President of the United States has a lot of power. Trust me. It is nothing comparable to the power of the Holy Spirit. So how some people will say, why do I need the Holy Spirit? i just give you one reason. You need him for power. When you run out, you have extra you have super on your natural. you need him. you need direction. I need direction. Many times I'm tired can't even go forward no more but then I call the Holy Spirit and then he give me a boost. Ladies and gentlemen, so how do I get him to visit me? How do I get him in my life? How do I get him in my family? Pay attention to this because I want to close on this note. Number one, you have to be hungry. What did I say you need to do? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those people shall be filled. Many people in the church are empty of the Holy Spirit. They act, they fake it, they play religion, emotionalism, But I ain't the Holy Spirit. Number one, learn to wait on him. Amen. I remember when Elizabeth and I, we were in courtship. I'm here in America, she's in in Africa. And she was getting up in age, there's certain age that people get married in Africa, you know. And she was calling me and bugging me. we got to get married now. And said, shut up. I don't have time for marriage now. I'm in school. How are you going to marry me? I ain't got no job. When you going to leave? <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody. I say, if you wait, I'll come get you. But if you cannot wait, find you another man. God is my witness. She's the Torah. And then they start to tell her rumors. They said, okay, Joshua then got married to an American. They say, he got three kids. And, and then they would tell her this. I tell her the same thing. There, to wait. <laughs> Sister Grace is a blessed woman now. She had no need in her life. You know her secret? She learned to wait. She could have believed the lies. She was shocked when she got to America. She was looking for the children. I ain't got no children. I was I was pursuing a goal. I had a vision. I had a dream. Learn to wait. Number two, you need to get hungry. You gotta be hungry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to take my time. The next thing you need to learn to do, you have to learn to surrender to him. That's right you got to yield. Can you imagine a nurse trying to give you a, an injection in your arm and you are shaking, you're shaking, you're moving? Where, well, at some point the nurse will say, maybe you need to go home. <laughs> you have to yield. Yield to the Holy Spirit. But we're too busy yielding to temptations. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 also tells you what we need to do is say, as many as are led by the Spirit. Take note, if someone's going to lead you, you've got to be willing to follow. Ain't nobody leading if there's nobody following. People will ask me, how you do all these things Zion Hill? I say, it's very simple. I have a bunch of people who believed in my ministry, my vision, and they follow. I don't even have to be there. They know what to do. They know why we're doing it. They know where we're going, and they do it. Amen. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit. They are the sons and daughter of God. When are you going to let him lead you? And if he show up to lead you, will you allow him to follow? You need to follow him. If you want him, wait on him. If you want him, get hungry for him. If you want him, surrender or yield to him. If you want him, be ready to follow him all the way. On the day of Pentecost everybody got filled. you know why? because they yield. Many people say I want the power. I see you singing you say I want the power, the Holy Ghost power but you can receive it. but let me tell you you have to pay a price. Preachers, you better listen to your pastor. Many of you had no anointing because you're not willing to pay the price. What is the price? It ain't cheap either. And you cannot bargain your way out of it. Now I understand. After I experiencing. I understand what David was talking about when he said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. I'll be honest with you, I'm not afraid of the devil. If you hang around me long enough, you notice that already. You know why I'm not afraid of the devil? Because I can use the same weapon Jesus used on him. It is written, it is written. When you know your word, the devil cannot surprise you. But one thing I'm afraid of is not to grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want him to remove his hand on me. I don't want his anointing to depart from me. I tell you all the time, I say it again, you see the glory, but you really don't know the story very few people can see the price, the price that you have to pay. Ministry is not all this fancy stuff. Anybody can get up here and run their mouth. It's the anointing, the power that is behind it. They don't come not a price. David said you can take everything else from me. Take my car. Take my house. Take anything you want. Take the clothes. But please don't take the Holy Spirit from me. Without the Holy Spirit I know I'm just an ordinary man with no power. Empty. Nothing to offer my generation. What is the message? The secret of true power, ladies and gentlemen, is the Holy Spirit. It's not your title, it's not your position. It's the Holy Spirit. What is my message to you? There's more to just singing. Singing without the Holy Spirit is just empty noise preaching without the Holy Spirit is just empty noise. Whatever you do in Christ, even your career don't water a dime without the Holy Spirit. Your business don't want a dime without the Holy Spirit. You cannot even raise your children without the help of the Holy Spirit. The problem is that people want this power but they don't want to pay the price. The problem is some things are more important to people than the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say this in closing. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. Jesus said it, If any man will come after me, Guess what you need to do? Deny yourself. That's right, Pastor. Guess what else you need to do? Pick up your cross. Follow me. I want to pray with somebody before we close. Maybe you're here today. You say, yes, I need him. Pastor, thank you for straight talk. I really want to go forward in His power. I want Him to show me how to live, show me how to talk, show me how to walk. I want promotion on my job. I tell people all the time, you don't have to kiss up to nobody. You don't have to turn no click. When the Holy Spirit opens up for you, ain't no devil can, can stop. And if you're here today and you say, yeah, I need just that. I'm not going to ask anybody to close your eyes. I'm not going to ask anybody to bow their head. The Lord has delivered me from all those religious stupidity. You want this man, this person in your life. Find your stand up wherever you are. I just want to pray for you right now. Stand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about consecration now. You know what I'm talking about? Death to self. Death to self. It's like I'm inviting you to a funeral. The day I discovered this is what I need. All labor was gone in my life. I will tell you from time to time. Call me Baptist if you want. Call me Methodist. Call me whatever you want. The most important thing, the Holy Spirit. without him, I am amazed how empty I am. How, how, how how nothing to offer. God I could do nothing. Without Him I will fail without God my life would be nothing. I'll be just like a sheep. I say Father in the name that is above every name Holy Spirit I thank you for your presence Somebody here is hungry for you Touch us right? Come into our life glorify yourself in our business, in our ministry, in our calling, in our homes. We cannot be a parent without you. Have your way, Lord. Search our heart right now. Somebody is so hungry. We need you, Lord. We really do. We need you. Feed us. Our spirit is thirsty for you. We are longing for you. We are tired of religion. We're tired. It don't get us nowhere. We need the real deal. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our marriage. Have your way in our ministry. Have your way in our business. Have your way on our job, in our career. Have your way, oh God, in every area of our life. We surrender all. Give us where we messed up. Creating us a clean heart. Renew your right spirit within us. Like David would say, cast not away. Don't cast us away from your presence. Please don't take your Holy Spirit from us. Rest on to us. Somebody used to be happy. Somebody used to be outgoing. Somebody used to be excited. Restoration. Restore unto us, oh God. The joy of thy salvation. Renew the right spirit within us. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, give the Lord God a clap of.